Blackwell Playhouse presents Be Bold, Be Bold by Donna Latham Oh, Grandmama, I grow weary of this tedious embroidery finger play. I yearn to dash through the meadows, and yet I languish, once more trapped indoors like a greenhouse rose. April showers bring forth May flowers, sweet Olivia. We are obliged to endure the storms before we welcome the blossoms. Grandmama, do tell me a story. It will pass the time until the storm abates. And please, not a child's fairy tale, but a true tale. I'm sixteen now, after all, and no longer suited for a children's fair. Very well, Olivia. Come close. Lady Mary was young. Lady Mary was fair. She claimed as many suitors as you have fingers on your hand. Pray. Accept this trinket from my recent journey to Italy, for it compliments your emerald eyes. Kind Lady Mary. For, 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 for you, l -l 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 Lady m -m 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 Mary, a uh, 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 rose k -k 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 kissed by the, 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 the dew. As I shall one day kiss your dewy lips. Yet Lady Mary cared not a whit for any of them, save for Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox got a dashing figure. Tall and handsome was he, with golden hair that cascaded in gentle waves to his shoulders. About him, Mr. Fox carried an aura of mystery. Ah, there was much Lady Mary did not know of Mr. Fox, and she was intrigued. Tirelessly, Mr. Fox wooed Lady Mary. Following a brief courtship, Lady Mary promised her hand to the dashing Mr. Fox. One mild evening, Mr. Fox bade farewell to Lady Mary at the home she shared with her father and her three fine brothers. Your loveliness so bewitched me that I nearly forgot to inform you. I've been summoned away on urgent business and must be gone a fortnight. Nevertheless, upon my return, we shall seal our wedding contract. And thus he took his leave. In his absence, Lady Mary, for the, the very first time, grew distressed by all she did not know of Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox was frequently summoned away on pressing matters. Yet he never shared with Lady Mary where he journeyed. Aye, this unidentified business itself was most vexing for Lady Mary knew not how Mr. Fox had acquired his wealth. His home proved most disquieting of all. You see, Olivia, Mr. Fox boasted of a magnificent manor, far, far at the outskirts of the village. Hitherto, he had never invited Lady Mary and her father to visit him there. A manner in which you'd presently reside? Indeed, though Lady Mary had enjoyed nary a glimpse. At last, the morning before her lover's homecoming, Lady Mary awoke with a sense of resolve and a spirit of adventure. What a lovely day for a lark! Today I shall make my way through the forest to Mr Fox's manor 
and visit it for myself. Thus, Lady Mary set forth on her journey. Lady Mary walked a long, long way, well beyond the meadows and through the dense woods. At length, she came upon Mr Fox's home. It was precisely as he had described it. Hidden in the deepest forest and completely surrounded by a soaring stone wall. Lady Mary sought the wall's entry and when she found it, she spied an inscription above it. Be bold, be bold, read she. <laughs> I am bold, laughed Lady Mary as she entered the gate. She strode through Mr Fox's lush gardens, pausing to pluck a stalk of fragrant lavender. <sighs> Merrily, she stepped to his door and spied a second carving above it. Be bold, be bold, but not too bold. Oh, one can never be too bold. Lady Mary fairly danced through Mr Fox's entryway. What she beheld took her breath away. Luxurious tapestries bedecked the walls. A splendid stairway sprawled before her. A golden urn, large enough, truly large enough, for Lady Mary to stand inside, stood sentry at the doorway. Ah, Lady Mary's inquisitive eyes devoured the opulence. She skipped up the stairway, seeking the chamber at its very summit. When she came to the chamber door, she spied a final inscription. Be bold, be bold, but not too bold, lest that your own heart's blood run cold. Fingertips resting on the door. Lady Mary hesitated for the very first time. Her scalp prickled, her heart flip-flopped inside her breast. Be still, be still, my heart, for I have ventured this far, said she with determination, and she stepped inside the chamber. What she beheld took her breath away. <gasps> Blood was splattered on the walls, skeletons dangled from the ceiling, and bodies were strewn everywhere. The corpses of young women on one side of the room, their discarded clothing was tossed in a slapdash mass. In another, their jewels desperately clung together in a tangled heap. Thinking, Thinking nothing more than flight, Lady Mary whirled round. Dear Lord, I must leave this appalling place. She fairly took wing down the stairs, but whom should she spy coming up the walk? Mr. Mr. Fox, Fox himself. himself. Head held high, Mr. Fox strode, elegant and proud. His golden curls glowed in the warmth of the sun. His fingers, aye, his fingers were entangled in the dark hair of a woman he dragged behind him. That pitiable soul was clad in wedding garb, which was stained with her own blood. Lady Mary's lover appeared to be whistling. Frantic to depart that manner of death, she nearly plunged headlong down the stairs. Wildly, she searched for a hiding place. She leapt behind the urn and held her breath. 
At that very instant, Mr. Fox opened his door and dragged his squirming prey inside. Lady Mary willed herself to remain silent. Silent? Silent? Heart ferociously throbbing, Lady Mary peered around the urn with one eye. She spied that poor soul, fallen in a faint and slumped on the floor. Lady Mary discerned upon the lady's finger a dazzling ruby ring. Ha! Mr Fox spied it as well and desired it for his own. As Lady Mary observed, motionless, ah, Mr Fox ah, struggled ah, to wrest it from the ah, lady's finger. Alas, the, the jewel was tightly fixed. fixed. Ah, he strained to remove it, but it refused to budge. Mad! Then, displaying nary an instant's hesitation, Mr Fox withdrew the sword from his sheath. Brandished it overhead and with one swift, tidy motion, mightily hacked off the worrisome finger. Finger and ring took flight and tumbled through the air. Mr Fox graciously cast out his hand and caught the ring. And the finger, the finger fell straight away into Lady Mary's lap. Lady Mary stifled her scream and clamped shut her eyes as Mr Fox's hands fumbled over the floor in quest of the finger. After a moment, he grew impatient and abandoned his search. Mad! He flung the woman over his shoulder and carried her upstairs. And across his threshold. Lady Mary remained stock still until she heard the chamber door slam. And then... Thinking nothing more than flight, she bolted outside, tore through the garden and dashed a long, long distance through the woods, across the meadows and home. The next morning, Lady Mary and Mr Fox were to sign their wedding contract. As was customary in the village, Father arranged a lavish wedding breakfast prior to the signing. Good morrow. With Mr. Fox. Lady Mary's father and, and her, her three, three brothers, brothers stood so far at the end of the dining hall. Lady Mary entered at the opposite end and drifted slowly toward them. Mr. Fox waited, elegant and proud. He beamed fondly as he observed fair Lady Mary approach. As she drew nearer, Mr. Fox's smile dimmed, and he called out in concern. My beloved, you appear as pale as a dove. He clasped Lady Mary's hand and searched her face. Oh, Mr. Fox, I could not sleep last night, for I had the most distressing dreams. I cannot sever them from my mind. Now, now, scolded Mr. Fox with a waggle of his finger. You are fully aware that dreams run to the contraries, are you not? You must never allow dreams to affect you, my lamb. Yet I do so delight in unlocking their mysteries. Pray, share your dreams with me, I with all assembled. Your agreeable voice will pass the time until breakfast is served and our contract sealed. Very well, Mr. Fox. I dreamed that you were called away on business and that yester morn 
I visited your home on a lark. I walked a great distance and at length located your manor. It was as you portrayed it, far, far at the edge of the forest and encircled by a stone wall. Above the wall's entrance, I discovered a message. Be bold, be bold. <laughs> that is not so, protested he. Ah, Mr. Fox, it was so in my dream. Pray, Lady Mary, hasten on with your tale. Mr. Fox, you are aware that I am bold. In my dream, I entered straight away. I visited your lush gardens with its sweet lavender and found my way to the manor's entry. Over it, I spied a second inscription. Be bold, be bold, but not too bold. Mr. Fox's broad grin remained fixed, but his voice contained the slightest quiver. But it is not so. Ah, Mr. Fox, it was so in my dream. I slipped into your manor and beheld its golden urn, rich tapestries beckoning staircase. I confess, I could not resist rushing upwards to a chamber door. Above it, yet a final inscription. Be bold, be bold, but not too bold, lest that your own heart's blood run cold. By now, Mr. Fox's smile had stolen away from his wan face. He hissed. But it is not so, nor twas not so. Looking about restlessly, he demanded, Whenever will this bloody breakfast commence? Mr. Fox, it was so in my dream. And in my dream, I entered that room, a bedchamber, and the scene that poisoned my vision I shall never forget. Blood stained the walls, corpses were abandoned to rot, the corpses of young women, their cherished possessions were heaped like leaves for the burning. His face mottled, Mr. Fox burst out. But it is not so, nor twas not so. I insist, it was so, in my dream. In my dream, I dashed from that hideous chamber. Its contents blazed into my memory, its stench scorched forever in my nose. I nearly tumbled down the stairs in my haste. Suddenly, whom do I spy approaching? You, Mr. Fox. In my dream, my dream, you dragged a youthful woman, wealthy, beautiful, and clothed for her wedding. You yanked the terrified creature into your home. But it is not so, nor twas not so. It was so. In my dream, terrified myself, I leapt behind your urn. I peeked out, forcing my very breath to cease. I observed a ruby ring on that innocent lady's finger. Mr. Fox, ah, oh, you spied it as well. You wrestled with it, but it would not relent. Did you turn away? Oh no, Mr. Fox. It transpired in my dream that you drew your sword and forthwith hacked off the finger. The ring took flight and you managed to secure it, but the finger, the lady's finger. By now, Mr. Fox's eyes were black with fury. Teeth bared, he fairly spat his words. It is not so, nor twas not so, and God forbid it ever shall be so. Lady Mary levelly met his gaze. It is so, and it was so. Behold the finger I have to show. <sighs> Thinking nothing more than flight, Mr. Fox whirled to flee. At, At that, that moment, moment Lady Mary's three brothers marched forward and drew their three swords, stopping him cold. 
At length, Lady Mary's father and, and her three brothers, brothers, with Lady Mary at the forefront, escorted Mr. Fox to the Rose Garden. And what Lady Mary executed there amidst the blossoms, I shall never reveal. Less that your, your own heart's blood grow cold. Bold Be Bold was written by Donna Lakin and starred Maggie Cosgrove as Grandmama, Maisie Haskins as Olivia, Viv Cooper as Lady Mary, Terry Cosgrove as Mr Fox, Ian Ramsey as Father, Jeff Dibble as First Suitor and Brother, John Jones as Second Suitor and Brother and Ian Phillips as Third Suitor and Brother. Be Bold, Be Bold was produced and directed by John Coop. Live sound effects were performed by Jeff Dibble, John Jones, Ian Phillips and Andrew Milton. Title music was written by Terry Milton. The featured music was Folk Round, Evening of Chaos, This House, Lord of the Land and The Escalation, all by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. This recording is the property of Backwell Playhouse. The stories, characters and situations depicted within are the property of the author. All are protected by copyright. For more information on Backwell Playhouse, visit our website, www.backwellplayhouse.co.uk, find our page on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter, at BackwellPH. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on your favourite podcasting service. Thank you for listening.